Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan Hausler with Evoke Bike. I'm one of the co-founders of Evoke and a three-time Masters National Champion and 10-time P1 road crit time trial champ. Kind of a mix of those, but more leaning towards the road. Just to give you some context of who is this voice blabbing to you about training and racing and cycling and all things on the bike. And I had a good question that sparked in my head when... An athlete made a couple comments about being tired in his training block and we're only in at this point the end of October and I I think I maybe mentioned this in a really old blog but it might have been when I was just blogging by myself and not really doing things with Evoke and I couldn't find it so I wanted to make this quick podcast. Most of us are training on a three on one off type formation three weeks of training one week of rest. It works for most people. Really, it's it is a generic setup because mostly placed by life. We a lot of us have more time on the weekends than we do during the week. We like to do two back-to-back rides. I definitely have athletes that we flip that. Some people are like, no way, my weekends are busy as hell with family. I need to do Monday and Tuesday long, and we shift things around that way. But the way when you're looking at building fitness, it's about those 21 days three weeks that by the end of that you're usually ready for a rest and I just think that you get enough work if you consistently ride and you really train those three weeks it's a lot of training and it's re- it's time for a rest and I think the question that I get sometimes and the one that I wanted to address was how hard should you push in that third week some people back off I usually tend to even if I'm tired my the cliff notes of this is Get the volume in, but pull the intensity back if you have, you know, a workout on that last Thursday or maybe you had a group ride you want to do on the last weekend and you're like, man, I'm kind of tired. Skip that ride and just do your own thing and ride easy. Get the volume in. But I want to talk about an athlete who brought up some points because he was doing some anaerobic capacity work because he really needs some extra punch and while it's only the end of October, I want to get some some of this I know is mental and it's actually through conversations that we've had. I want him to unblock what going hard is. And that's what I was talking about in the anaerobic capacity podcast about when I was riding with Patrick, um, seeing how hard he went and seeing how he manipulated the bike, I was thinking, I don't feel like I look like that when I go that hard. I'm, I'm not doing something right. And I really had to embrace how hard you need to go to reach your peak in the anaerobic world, we'll say. And that has been super helpful for me in my cycling. That probably happened about three years ago that I had that mind shift of what going really, really deep was. And So we were going through the week and this athlete on the came off his rest week, had a quick sprint workout on Tuesday. On Thursday had an FRC 50 second workout lifted that morning. And he was he actually said, man, I was just playing crap. I felt weak in the legs, but more so in the head. And it was interesting because he actually said a lifetime PR on one of these. We had talked about he we weren't sure if it was a fueling thing. My biggest point here to him was, hey, if your head's not in this, let's shift the workout. 
because if you're going to do these, you need to go in ready to crush or you're just not going to be going hard enough to reap the benefits of the workout. So why even do it? And anaerobic capacity stuff, unless (laughs) I should say, (laughs) unless you have like a screw loose, but I know some people do like going this hard in this type of training, but for me, I hate it. So I'll say, unless you have a screw loose, you, you really need to come in and mentally prep yourself for how hard this is going to be. So I said, hey, let's just, you know, and the other thing is with it being October at the same time, I don't want someone going into the box, as people say, and killing it if they're using all these mental matches like throughout there, like, I don't want to do this. If you don't want to do it, then we're not ready to do it. And we need to ask ourselves, why are you tired? Are you not motivated right now? Do you not think this is going to help you get better? There's a deeper conversation that you have to have with yourself or with your coach about that. So then he went and did two uh, solid rides on the weekend, had about a 15-hour week, came back, did the one FRC workout the uh, next Thursday. So I have, I have a hard time sometimes keeping up with the linguistic side of talking through this podcast and scrolling through properly on the Training Peaks calendar. So I have the days correct in case you're like thinking of how to map these out did it on thursday he actually had to do it indoors which i was like "Ooh, that is gonna be horrible almost hit a he hit a season pr almost hit a lifetime pr again so i'm like man if you're crushing these inside i can't wait till you're back outside again and then there was a comment that he was somewhat feeling fatigued and i said hey man this is the second time this has come up this is a red flag to me. What's going on? Is there something off the bike that I'm not in touch with here? I don't want you riding yourself into the ground now. And then we're in January and you're totally burnt. You hate training. You hate the bike. This, I'll say it again, this time of year, yes, you can work on weaknesses. Yes, you can do some hard training, It's not for everybody, but also volume is what you want to get, but you want to get it where you're not gritting your teeth. Like I said in the other podcast, the person trying to grit their teeth to complete tempo intervals. I'm like, hey, that just wasn't your day. Don't be like, I got to hit 300 watts or the, you know, my training screwed. Just dial it back that day and ride endurance, get the volume and keep pedaling. So he actually did almost a five hour ride and a four and a half hour ride. I'm like, well, dang, dude, you're like, you must not be that tired because you just rode 17 hours this week. Like, how are you doing going into the third week? And that's the question. How hard do we push now? So we kept it to just endurance on Tuesday. And then we were going to do a high torque workout possibly on Wednesday. And really, if he was feeling great, I would say, okay, let's just let's do one more because he only had the FRC intensity, only one super hard workout the week before. Because again, you don't need to go crazy with this stuff. We would maybe do one more on Thursday, but because there's that flag that came up, hey, I'm kind of tired. This is the second time you've told me this in this block. That makes me like, eh, maybe something's up. Maybe, you know, I understand that as the athlete, you want to do the workouts that are there. The Training Peaks calendar is not the Bible, and we need to listen to what your body's telling you. Yes, I will push you. That's the one thing that people will say is like, man, you make me rest more than I've ever rested before, but when you make me ride, you make me ride. 
And that's going to make you faster. Riding the bike in the right doses at the right times is what's going to make you faster. So here's my answer to how hard should you push in that last week. I think you want to push hard enough that you are excited for the rest week. But I do not want you pushing so hard that that Monday and Tuesday you are so shattered that you're like, you're not really. And I I will say that I don't know the science behind this. But when you're that crushed, your body's not getting stronger. Your body's trying to like come back to life. But being tired is fine. Being tired on Monday morning, I have no problem with an athlete telling me that. As long as by Tuesday, they're like, cool, I feel better. You know, you've got to push that envelope a little bit. This is training. And so what we did for that Thursday, I'm not going to put a an FRC or, and again, if you use Golden Cheetah, you'll know that as Watt Prime. We're not going to put one of those on Thursday. I said, hey, keep it to endurance because he's going to lift in that morning. He does two lifts a week. Keep it to endurance. Get the volume in. Let's finish, you know, strong, but strong endurance, strong as in volume. But if you happen to be out riding and you see a short climb that you want to absolutely crush, go do it. Or also, because it is getting cold, maybe you get stuck inside. The audible there might be a little bit of tempo and then maybe a little bit of high torque. One of his comments, he lives in a very undulating area. He said, man, this one high torque was really hard. I couldn't even do 10 minutes straight because it's like rolling hills. and I just couldn't get in. There was not a big enough gear. I said, don't worry about it. Do it fartlek style. Do it when you're on a climb. Do it when it's slightly rolling upwards. Like instead of doing three by 10 minutes, that 30 minutes can be spread out over two hours. It doesn't always have to be perfect. You know, you know what's perfect? Good enough, honestly. And that's not always the answer. Like if you're doing a VO2 max workout, there's definitely better ways to do it. You can't just mail that one in. But at the end of the day, one workout's not going to make or break your training or your season or, or your progression of fitness. So we're going to do endurance. I'm going to see how he's doing by Friday. And if you're totally smashed, take the weekend off. Start the wet rest week there. Remember that these are arbitrary guidelines that we're trying to fit in with your life. Yes, it would be better to ride on Saturday and Sunday because then you have to go to work on Monday and Tuesday and it would be better to be on a rest week then as opposed to starting the rest week on the weekend and then having it finish on Wednesday and then we're trying to get back started then. But that's all just because of we want to make it simpler on scheduling workouts with your life. If that's not important, there have been plenty of times where I'm like, woof, I am smoked. I overdid it in that second week. I had five days in me. I'm done. And I just started the rest week. Gotta listen to the body. But my caveat to that is I know a lot of people don't want to push themselves because it's easier not to. Most people aren't riding too much. Yeah, I would. I'm like, do I agree with that? I agree with that. Most people are not riding too much. I think people are riding too hard, but not too many hours. Most aren't. And they're definitely not doing it on a consistent basis. You can even talk to people who are like, oh, I do 20-hour weeks all the time. And you look, and it's like, dude, you have a lot of like 12-hour weeks and 10-hour weeks. And that's not a bad thing. But if you're saying you're doing 20 and you're doing 10, we got that's a red flag. So how hard do you push in the third week? Hard enough to make yourself tired, excited for the rest week, and able to recover within the first few days. Sometimes it takes me until Wednesday, but I love that rest week because that's when I do all these other things in life that I try to push off until that week. Tons of chores, all the little things. 
all the nitty gritty. And that's the other reason why I like rest week every fourth week. I just need more time. So there's only one of you. You can only do so much and you can't do everything. Good luck with your training. Check out our blog. Hit us up with questions. Let's freaking go.